This episode is brought to you by Direct Drilling, a locally owned family drilling company based in Kununurra, servicing the Kimberley and Northern Territory. All drillers are nationally licensed with the Australian Drilling Industry Association, ensuring best practice, the protection of water resources and guaranteeing the life of the bore. Find out more at directdrill.com.au. Central Station Podcast, where we bring you stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on, or crack a cold one, as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home. I'm Kirsty Williams and this is my story, A Little Boy in a Big Man's World. Station kids are immersed in the day-to-day real-life running of the station, growing up surrounded by adults and often swearing like one too. You can't hide the facts of life from them or sugarcoat it for that matter. The steak that they see on their plate, they've more than likely saw standing in the paddock. It may sound ghastly to some, but it's reality and part and parcel of the lifestyle. For the past 12 months, our middle child, George, who is three, has been a free little spirit while his big sister started school and his little brother has been far too small to join in. And what a year of intrigue it's been. From a little boy of few words except for a gentle muck's sake every now and again when he fell off his bike, I can now not shut him up or keep him at the house. He really thinks he's one of them, the big boys. Given the heads up by Cam that they're going for a drive, There's a sprint to pack his little cooler bag, a drink bottle, two apples for himself and got your pair, Dad, and with his boots and hat, off he goes. On return, he comes running through that door with his mind working faster than his mouth about how many cows he saw, what they fixed, what they shot, who they saw and what they run over. His little brain is like a sponge, fascinated by all things cow, truck and animal related. If the blokes are at the house for a day, he'll happily spend all day in the shed with them. Occasionally I've seen him walking back across the flat to the house and I think, oh, he's sick of it, he's coming to see what I'm doing. But no, he walks through the gate, mumbles, need a poo, and with that accomplished, he heads back to the shed. At two, George would ride his bright red and yellow trike up and down the veranda yelling, hey, 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 mustering his pretend herd. But this has now progressed to riding one-handed on his two-wheeler with a hand on his chest saying, copy channel, dad. I did have to draw the line, though, as I saw him ride past the kitchen window with a rolled-up piece of paper between two fingers as he was mustering like Damo, one of the ringers. Earlier in the year, with George having not long turned three, I was driving into town to pick up stores. Staring out the window, George out of nowhere says, Mum, when me grow up, I'm going to do a mono. Mmm, big mono. Shoot two dingoes and drink beer. And it was at that moment that I realised that he may have spent a few too many hours hanging around the ringers at the local Gymkhana 
Motocana that we'd had the previous weekend. At another Gymkhana, George happened to win the Monte Carlo, which is a matter of being led around a circle on his horse and being lucky enough for the bottle that gets spun to not land on you. As he was led away on his nine-hand high pony, a couple of the young lads yelled from the grandstand, Go, George! And without even turning his head, he raised his hand in what looked more like a salute, as if to say, I'm all over this, fellas, which initially I was horrified, thinking, you arrogant little turd. But after that, after all, he's just a little boy in a big man's world. If told not to go over to the yards while drafting, he does listen, and then he waits for the most opportune time to escape. Recently, having hung up the phone after rectifying an order that had gone pear-shaped, I called out and got no response and looked out the window and 500 metres down the road as George, barefoot with his canine entourage, heading to the yards with a drink bottle under one arm and a packet of biscuits under the other. Mortified as he approached a small mob of wieners on the outside of the yard, all I could think is, oh, geez, they're going to chase the dogs and clean him up in the process. But with the single-mindedness of to reach those yards, obviously before mum caught him, he looked straight past and kept those little legs moving. Generally, if there's an animal, no matter what sort, there's George not far behind. Whilst watering the garden one morning, George ran past me and I asked what he was doing. He yelled back, nothing. Ten minutes later, having taken an alternative route so that he didn't have to pass me, he rides past on his bike, barefoot, crossing the flat with an orange bag dangling from his handlebars. He'd, having resourcefully climbed the shelves in the cool room, he'd snaffled a bag of carrots and was en route to the horses who had wandered in. It's no wonder he sleeps well at night with what must go on in that little brain. I told George this week that he was starting kindy properly next year. He swiftly responded with a smile, no way, as if it was an option. So with that, I'm not quite sure how, many, how my little cow-loving, dingo-shooting wannabe ringer and kindy are going to gel, but we'll tackle that one when it happens. A school desk in the shed might not be out of the question. Charles Darwin University's Agricultural and Rural Operations team focuses on North Australian production and business systems, offering current real-world knowledge and experience by delivering both full qualifications and industry-required short courses. Courses at the rural campus are designed to develop the skills required for work on a North Australian beef cattle property or in the top-end agricultural industry while providing a sound knowledge base in the pastoral and or agricultural industries. They have dedicated staff who specialise in workplace training and assessment and recognition of prior learning. They will come to you and they service some of the most remote areas in the Northern Territory. Find out more at cdu.edu.au If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave us a review. It really helps other people find our podcast. You can find our website at centralstation.net.au where we have over 1,200 stories published from across Northern Australia. All of our podcast episodes, a tourism directory for visiting an outback cattle station and training and employment resources. We're on Facebook at Central Station True Stories from Outback Australian Cattle Stations and we're on Instagram at centralstation.net.au, and we're also on Twitter at centralstation6. To discuss this episode with other listeners, head on over to our Facebook group, 
Central Station Podcast.